It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Friday, June 30th. Your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that's pretty happy with the Flyers NHL draft overall. What about you? Yeah, I'm happy. I'm I'm just tired in general. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to get enthusiastic about our draft picks and uh, talk about all of them all on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there. Thanks for making Lockdown Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with prospect expert Russ Cohen, who is on Twitter at Sportsology. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for that green check. Stay in the game with eBay guaranteed fit at ebaymotors.com eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. You can subscribe or follow the show for free over on YouTube or on the SiriusXM app. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you'll get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And uh, we're going to get to our second giveaway at the end of today's show. So stay tuned for that. And we're close to the third one, which we'll talk about next week. Uh, just real quickly before we get into the Flyers NHL draft and, and who they selected for the Flyers future, um, free agency kicks off tomorrow. Don't expect the Flyers to do much, but with you know a bunch of buyouts and all that happening around the league, uh, it does seem like that for now, at least, the talk of trading Travis Sanheim is pretty quiet. Yeah, it's dead. Uh, if anything was going to happen, it would have happened today. Once tomorrow hits, uh, he's got like a, I don't know, a 10 team, no cheat, no trade list or whatever is in his contract, yeah. something like that. And that's it. That'll, that'll kill that. So you'll see, you'll see Travis Sanheim on the team this year. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what Danny Breer has in store for some uh, probably veterans to fill out the roster a little bit, but not much else going for the Flyers. That uh, watch me eat those words. Anyway, <laughs> no, I think I, I don't think you'll eat those words. I, I honestly think they're they're going to go pretty light. They'll they'll look for short term contracts for guys that can help them in specific areas. That's what I think. So the Flyers NHL draft, I think that, you know, there were some themes in the group of guys that were picked, especially over day two, but it seemed like overall the Flyers took slightly bigger swings, uh, you know, to try and get some skill um, on size and, and just get some talent overall. Yeah, they definitely decided to do that. And it's interesting because we weren't sure um what the really the, the way they were going to do it what the strategy was danny was never really 100 percent honest about it we knew what brent did in the past so i feel like now um you could see that there's a lot less chuck fletcher slash brent influence on this draft and to be mm -hmm. honest if i'm being really honest i think uh they did lean on some of their other scouts a little more than they usually do which i think is a good thing i think that's something that yeah you know, whether it was on purpose or not, I feel like they got away from that. 
And so it's good. Yeah. And that's something that you in particular had been concerned about in terms yes. of same old, same old with this scouting group. But it does seem that they made some some different choices and, you know, and, and kind of mixed it up a little bit. So uh, I was pretty pleased with that aspect of it overall. The The second theme, I think, that was apparent was goalies. And that was something that we had talked about, you know, kind of earlier on in our draft coverage and, and doing profiles that we were hopeful that the Flyers would pick at least one goaltender in this draft to kind of refill the the prospect pool because there really wasn't uh, much of anything left. And we were concerned until we heard kind of Brent Flair bring up goaltending in one of the press conferences, felt a little better about it. Which was really little... hidden at first because it was yeah. like, yeah, we don't really think this is a deep goalie draft to – yeah, these are here's the names when I asked about Look the at WHL. those fly dogs. <laughs> yeah, so I think I, I think there was a whole thing at play there. But yeah, when I asked about the WHL, he did bring up Carson Bjarnason. And so that's when I tweeted out that day that I think they're going to go after him. And they certainly they went after him. Yeah, and they did say, I don't remember if it was Danny or Brent who said, you know, once they saw a few goalies going, they were afraid it was, was going to be a yeah, that there was going to be a run on them. So that's why they made that trade up to pick Carson Bjarnason um, at 51st overall with the Blackhawks. And um, I think, you know, if that's your guy and that's your goaltender, I I'm very pleased that they that they did it, that they did that trade up for it. Um, I think that uh, personally, I think it was OK to sacrifice that second rounder next year because they do have the additional compensatory pick. Right. Uh in the coffers that isn't technically on the list yet. And so, um, I, and I think, you know, we talked about Carson Bjarnason on the show and that, you know, while uh, Brandon has been a, a tough team and so his numbers don't exactly ref reflect his skill, I think that uh, he's a, a really good asset. He is. I mean, even the U18 numbers didn't really reflect his skill. I, I saw some really good moments from him there, but if you just want to look at stats, they didn't look great. I feel like um, after talking to people, it was a long season. He probably ran out of gas. Um, so that happens to young young goalies that get overused. I mean, that's that's what happens. That happens a lot of times in junior hockey. And then when you go play all these high, you know, high leverage tournaments, that's what happens. So I, I like him, though. I, I always felt like he had a good demeanor. I'm not going to tell you that I know for sure he's a number one. I'm not a goalie guy. That's a really hard thing to tell. Uh, even right. Even for as much as I've seen him now, you know, in a tournament and a little bit this year, but I, I think he could play in the NHL for sure. I don't know at what capacity, but it's good that they went after him and it's good that they got goalies, even though fans now wanted this to be like the NFL draft and they all of a sudden wanted the Flyers to not get two goalies because we need a center. And it's like, you can't have too many goalies. And Briere talked about that too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the way they talked about it and the logic behind it, it all made sense. And right. it was very smart and well thought out. And yeah. I think that to me is the most important part of it. They said, yes, we picked two goalies. Here's why. Here's why it makes sense. Here's why it works with our rebuild. And they were on point the whole discussion through. Yeah, they were. And so we'll, um, we'll kind of see what the next steps are for him. You know, I'm sure he's going back this year. So that's, I don't think there's any other issue there. So that's fine. We'll see how he performs this year. I didn't look at his age lately. I think he could play another world juniors. Um, and if he can, 
than he will. And so, yeah, he'll he'll get a lot of work out this year. And I think it was a good pick. I really I like it. I just can't project him long term and tell you exactly what's going to happen here because, again, goalies are tough. Yeah, and you know, with the second goalie in uh, Igor Zavergan, I think that he, um, you know, you can never have too many goalies, like Danny Breer said. And right. the Flyers have a tendency to find um, diamond in the rough goaltenders in Europe, and this is just another one I think to add to the list. And we'll see what happens. Yeah, this one you definitely just have to wait and see what happens. I mean, mm-hmm. again, I've talked about trying to scout the MHL and everything else. And there's a lot of steps between the MHL and the NHL. So you just, you wait, you, you might not see anything from him for another three years, maybe even four years, maybe even five years. And and then he might come over. Like you just don't know because if he does become really good and let's say he's one of the best goalies in that league, then they're going to sign him to a long-term deal before you get to see him. So that that's a risk too. I think so, but a, a good risk, yeah. I think, in, in the long run. And and we'll see what happens uh, with that pick. Uh, there were definitely some smaller skilled guys in this tournament, very Danny Breer-like players. Um, and I, I also think the London Knights were a theme in this year's yeah. draft, getting two guys uh, from that team. Um, I'm very glad for them, though, to have like a buddy for development camp and stuff. Yeah, no question. I mean, that that part's fine. Um, I I can honestly say I never thought, you know, Barky stood out a lot for me in international play. Now, I didn't watch him in London at all this year. So if he was great in London, you know, I see the numbers, I missed it. And there's going to be certain things that I miss. So, you know, we'll see. This is a guy that I'm interested in seeing in dev camp and and seeing what's what with him. I don't worry about the size. Uh, I always just kind of look and see, you know, where the fit is. Yeah. And then, of course, the lighthearted theme of the group is dads in that uh, Oliver Bonk, Cole Knubel, Alex Cernick, um, all have dads who are hockey players. Yeah. I, I, again, there's a little bit of good there. I don't try and get crazy about that because... Oh, no. I just think it's fun. It's it is not fun. Really no, a... no. Like when they have dads... <laughs> You know, coming yeah. and watching on trips someday. Sure, that'll be great. Yeah. Um, Plus, and, Mateo Mann's dad is AGM of the Ottawa Senators. Right. But, you know, like, like as an example with Bunk, right? He played a different position. So once they play a different position, I put, you know, less emphasis on that, to be honest. In my head, I do. Uh, you know, Bunk is going to play in the NHL. Is he going to be overwhelmingly good? I don't know. And that's really the issue with him. He didn't have a great playoffs. Uh, There's people that, you know, challenge me on Twitter about him. And then there's other people that say, you're right, Russ. And it's really split on him. There's so much to talk about with him and some of the other guys looking at, you know, an overall grade, which I know you don't like to do, but we're going to talk about it uh, as a subject. And we are going to do that coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by a product that I use literally every day, AG1. Maybe you're like me. You want to be healthy and eat well, but it's always easier said than done. That's no longer the case with AG1. AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that delivers comprehensive nutrients to support whole body health. With one delicious scoop of AG1 in a glass of water each day, you're absorbing 
75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, all those things. It can be hard and expensive to keep track of multiple different supplements and vitamins, not to mention how hard it can be on your stomach. AG1 costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs. With your first purchase, go to ag1.com slash NHL network. That's ag1.com slash NHL network. Check it out. You can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. That's where you'll keep up to date on all the Flyers news and our episodes. And we're going to do a full mailbag episode next week with all your post draft and free agency questions. So uh, tweet us those questions, email us at lockdownflyers at gmail or post over on YouTube. Uh, Russ, just in terms of an outside perspective on how the Flyers did in this draft overall, um, like I said, I know you don't like grading drafts because you don't do it until you see what happens. Yeah, I won't grade it. But I think there is some usefulness in terms of, you know, like whether it's national media or people with an outside perspective looking at the Flyers and say, how did you do in this draft overall? And uh, most people are giving the Flyers pretty high marks. I don't think it's because of the breadth of the overall draft. I think it's because they saw that, hey, uh, they had the guts to take Matt Faye Mitchkoff. So uh, through all mm-hmm. draft people, you know, we all applaud that. For the teams yeah. that didn't, we all kind of say, okay, you you know, in three years, you might start hearing it from your fan base, just so you know. So I think that that set things off on a really good, on a good footing. And look, I mean, again, there's drafts where there's guys I don't know. Uh, for the guys that I know that they have, I like them. And I think there's something there. Uh, the guys I don't know is exactly that, the unknown. Now I'm going to go see him in dev camp too. Yeah, very excited for that coming up this weekend. Looking at some of the later round picks and and potential, um, we talked about the London Knights and Denver Barkey in round three, 95th overall. Um, That one of those smaller guys, he's 5'9", 155, but he's super fast. He's a playmaker with good positioning. uh, over at Elite Prospects, he had the third highest motor yeah. in the draft, so to speak. And so um, I, th- I think the biggest thing that stood out to me about him in his stats is the huge jump he took forward between last season and this season where he went from 15 points to 59 points. And that is that is pretty significant. It's a big deal. And it's a big deal in the, uh, you know, the playoff jump as well you know, 24 yeah. points in 20 games. That's, that's really, that's really good. Pretty good. Yeah. The third, the third biggest motor, you know, I voted in that and he wasn't on my list. Cause again, I just, he was a guy that I didn't track much this year. Cause again, mm-hmm. uh, we all have different roles at like EP and I'm like the crossover scout. So, you know, that's my list was a little different, but I could see it. And, you know, knowing that he has that speed. So those things are good. And I like the fact that they're going to give a guy like this a chance. Yeah, I, I think so too. I, I think that 
you know, given the flexibility in his positional play, he's a, a real good two-way player, um, but he can play center or wing. And I think that's going to be helpful for him, you know, with his size, they, the fact that they can slot him wherever they think he'll be most successful right. moving forward. And, you know, he'll have more time in the OHL, obviously. And um, with two prospects there, I think it'll be helpful in terms of the development and communication because there'll be somebody kind of assigned there maybe. Um, so, so I think, you know, this, this is a really good swing for, for Danny Breer. And uh, I am certainly pleased. Yeah, I have no issue with it. I think it is a very good swing. And we'll now we just sort of wait, you know, sit back and see. Of course, Cole Knubel in the fourth round at 103rd overall. We've talked about him several times on the show as a distinct possibility that the Flyers would take him. And uh, lo and behold, they did. Uh, his birthday is tomorrow. He will be turning 19. So uh, happy birthday, Cole. Congratulations. You're drafted. Um He's been with the Fargo Force in the USHL, but is headed to Notre Dame. And uh, I think, you know, again, one of the things we've talked about is that he's just been such a, a strong presence uh, with his play. Um, he was a USHL first all-star team member. Mm -hmm. um, he got the Gentleman of the Year award in the USHL, too. So there's some there's some good character behind that as well. And, you know, Brent Flair mentioned that he got stronger and improved his skating and, um, you know, and he's a little bit bigger at 5'11". Yeah. I, I mean, again, to me, that wasn't going to be the make it or break it thing. Maybe, you know, others think differently, but uh, I wrote about him last year, spoke to him and Mike in an article for EP ringside. Uh, he would say that I was impressed with Cole enough that I thought he could get drafted in late rounds last year. Didn't happen. I uh, had a great year this year because I go to the fall classic every year, saw him again, looked really good and definitely, you know, bigger, faster, stronger, as you all want to say for players. Uh, you know, one quote from Mike Knubel is that the kid eats the work up and he does. He's a very hard worker. He has a really good shot. He's not an elite offensive player. He is like a good workman-like kind of player so you're looking at a bottom six kind of guy and you know he's a center who really worked on his on his craft because uh matt cullen at the time a year ago was i think just a um a guy helping out a uh like a special assistant but he was a volunteer i think and now he's bought into the team uh, i believe for fargo mm -hmm. so he works with these guys all the time and matt cullen was an absolute face-off shark in the nhl and it's definitely had an effect on Cole. And so, yeah, I, I like this one a lot. I was really happy to hear it and was sad when he wasn't at the draft. I felt bad uh, because he probably was thinking, wow, I thought I was going to get drafted last year. You know, probably. Yeah, was that's like, tough. Yeah, I'm going to sit this one out at home. I get it. I do. Because I, I might have felt the same way because it's hard if you go through two drafts and let's say you don't get drafted, right? That's a long drive home, man, or a long flight home. So he's got to be pretty happy, and and I'm happy for him. Uh, looking at Alex Cernick, uh in round four, 120th overall, who um, is technically from Slovakia, but has lived everywhere, it seems. Yeah. And uh, I think he grew up in Germany, he said, and but he plays in the Swedish second league currently. Uh, and um, also, again, one of those legacy 
players that was drafted by the Flyers. Another one of the slightly smaller guys at 5'10". Um, but I think that he seemed to be one of the more energetic guys drafted by the Flyers with a ton of personality, um, but seems to have some of the skill to back it up. A lot of personality. Uh, I think his sister ended up having to drive like 15 hours to get him to the draft because of bad weather uh, that were plaguing flights everywhere. I'm pretty sure he was one of them. So yeah, there was that. He's an engaging guy. He's a funny guy. Yeah, actually it was because I think Gianna was asking him like what he was playing on the radio and stuff, you know, trying to lighten the, the mood. And and he's he's a, a light guy that way. Um, he's a really good skater. I haven't seen much of him. So I was, again, he's a guy that I'm anxious to see at dev camp. I, I like the smaller speedy guys at times because I think there's a um, a use for them in this league. And so, yeah, let's, let's see. Cause again, look, reality is all these guys are not going to make it. So the fact that they, right. they varied things and tried a bunch of different things is good. I don't like when they get like a lot of the same, whether it's all big or all this or all that, which has happened previously. This one, I felt like they mixed it up pretty well. We're going to talk about a defenseman coming up next, as well as the other guys in the lower rounds. So Carter Southern, who was taken by the Flyers in the fifth round at 135th overall, uh, plays for the Portland Winterhawks in the WHL. That all-important right-handed defenseman, due to 6'3", 203 pounds already. And so many people, when he got drafted, thought that he had slipped by about two rounds in this draft. And, and a lot of people think he's a lock to make the NHL. Um, I think that's partially because of his size, but also because he's like a more of a defensive defenseman and, and that can maybe get you further in terms of like not needing to learn those defensive skill sets. Right. Like, like Adam Yenning is also that way. Who's Mm -hmm. in the flyer system. And yeah, sometimes when you have less moving parts, it's easier. I certainly know the name and have seen him play a little bit. I never really studied him because I don't go beyond like 55 or so picks in my draft, you know, in my list rather in my ranking. So right. uh, I think this is a good swing. Uh, I like the fact that they went after a defensive defenseman because I feel like Yinning is the only one they have that way. And, yep. and Risto's so, sort of like something in between now since they've changed them. So this is good because I think uh, whether you like it or not, coaches like defense in this league. And so they're doing everything they can to keep the score down for the other team and trying to see if they can get the score up by at least one and a half goals on their team to win games. That's the way the margins are in this league. So, you know, you get a guy like that, it's, it's, it's worth it to give it a shot. Yeah, I think so too. Um, this next guy is definitely my late round kid. I'm going to root very hard for, and that's, Ryan McPherson picked 172nd overall in the sixth round. Um, he's a center, uh, six foot, 175 pounds. He's going to be playing for the Penticton Bees next season, which, if you recall, is where Jay O'Brien went for that yeah. one season. Well, it's a it's a premium him. place to play. Like they um, yeah. they have amazing training facilities. It's top notch. So it's 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 the best, if not. I don't know the BCHL like the back of my hand, but it's one of the top two or three places right. to be able to play. So I know that. Yep. And so that's a big deal. That that does give you a leg up. Uh, he does have a brother 
twin brother and uh, flyers are inviting yep. him to dev camp. So that'll be fun. Love that. That's yeah. one of the reasons why I'm rooting for him. Cause I love the fact that there there's brothers and they're twins this time. So, you know, so that's makes it more exciting. Yeah. So we always like when there's combos like that again, it's a big swing. Like they even took them oh, way sure. before, like even central scouting had them. And you know, you know how I feel about central scouting, but I'm just saying, even if they had them that, that late, the flyers, you know, took them earlier than that. So, Hey, I give the flyers credit. They, um, I think they put, uh, emphasis on risk in the right spots. And yeah, I don't mind you getting risky in the sixth or seventh round because the way it works for Not me, is, uh, so I have maybe, let's say, let's say I'm doing the drafting and I have five things that I look for in a player, right? So I want all five checked off in the first round and I'll live with four checked off in the second round and I'll live with three checked off in the third round. By the time I'm getting past the third round, if one of them's checked off and I think I can fix the rest or at least add two more and make it a three uh, star one for me at the end, I'll do it. And that's what I think you're looking at here. Absolutely. And, you know, they were playing in the greater Ontario junior hockey league, (laughs) which is just so minor, but they both got, you know, sort of player of the year awards in, in what they do, the two brothers and, um, you know, they are, um, Ryan, who the Flyers drafted is going to New Hampshire the year after he plays at Penticton. So that's a good path to the NCAA. And again, it, you know, it's a swank and, and we'll see what happens with the two of them, but I'm excited to see uh, them show up at dev camp. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. I, I can't wait. And then the final pick in the draft again, um, you know, little to no risk here because it's the 199th pick overall. So um, might as well just go for it. Mateo Mann, uh, again, whose father is AGM of the Ottawa Senators. He is 6'6 and 197 pounds. That is a that is a tall boy. Um, but who needs to eat skill, more? <laughs> no. Yeah, he's very skinny. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, it, he he needs to build up a lot of skills too. You know, he's yes. he's not a star at anything no just being Um, big isn't good enough for the nhl yeah yeah he's not sam moran i'll tell you that no i mean and that's fine i mean look this is the pick that made brent very happy you know that because he likes size and he said he's a big big man and he's a big rig this is what he likes i don't mind feeding into that for the last in the seventh round right i don't care that's fine if you do that in the first round then i might care uh, but in the seventh round, it's fine. So yeah, I, no worries there. If he makes it great, uh, we'll all have something to say about his size in dev camp. Take a picture. Look, look how tall he is. I mean, I've been there. We that's fine. But we'll see. We'll see what the guy does over time. Yep. And we're going to talk about dev camp next week. We'll talk about free agency next week as well. On Monday, we'll have our nemesis of the week. Uh, so much to talk about. Uh, before we go, though, I want to announce our giveaway for the 900th YouTube subscriber. And this is for the Joel Farabee puck. And the winner was Andrew Fawcett, who has uh, asked us some mailbag questions in the past. So- yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I know him. He um, he listens to a few shows that I'm on. I see him on Twitter. So, yeah, good for him. Yeah. Uh, I so we're super close to that thousandth subscriber. We'll have another giveaway. And because it's the thousandth, uh, there might be more than one thing involved there. So oh. stay 
tuned for that coming up next week as well. Our Flyers fun thing is Alex Yannick uh, talking about cheesesteaks because that's what you do when you get drafted by a Philly team, right? That's normal conversation. Absolutely. All right. And as a reminder, we always want to hear from you. So you can send us your mailbag questions via Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. You can email us at LockdownFlyers at Gmail, or you can comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russell at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend, everybody.